Welcome to Lasting Truth, a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills in Banning, California, where Pastor Ryan Hussein teaches the entire Word of God, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, giving our listeners the opportunity of receiving the full counsel of God. In today's program, we are studying the book of First Chronicles, chapter 29. Here's Pastor Ryan. For you see your calling, brethren, that not many wise according to the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to put to shame the wise, and God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things which are mighty, and the base things of the world, and the things which are despised God has chosen, and the things which are not to bring to nothing the things that are, that no flesh should glory in his presence, but of him you are in Christ Jesus, who became for us wisdom from God and righteousness and sanctification and redemption, that as, that as it is written, he who glories, let him glory in the Lord. Paul makes it clear through the Holy Spirit, if you're going to glory, there's only one way to glory, and that is in the Lord. Because look at yourselves. May we look at ourselves with the love that Christ loves us, but the humility to say, I know what I was, and I'm grateful for what you have made me today. All glory to you. Verse 12, both riches and honor come from you, and you reign over all, In your hand is power and might. In your hand it is to make great and to give strength to all. Riches and honor, King David said, these things come from you, God. Here's a king who has seen tremendous wealth. He recognizes it, that the riches and the honor have come directly from God. It is from you. And you reign over all. And in your hand is the power and might. In your hand it is to make great and to give strength to all. It, it is God who makes one great. It is God. It is God. It is God that elevates a person. It is a God who can take us from low things to higher things in his time. He has that power. David seems to say it with authority. It is you who has the power to make one great. It is you who gives riches and honor. Our lives are in his hands. God can make you or he can break you. God has blown my mind. I was like a kid in the candy store. We got a basketball court. That's awesome. He, he, he loves us. I'm just, I can go on and on. I'm like living a dream. A dream. And yet I'm hated and despised and persecuted and other and so struggle. Everyone, every, everyone. But we're blessed beyond, so all that stuff doesn't matter. We're just beyond. It almost doesn't feel fair. Well, grace isn't fair, is it? It's unmerited. But if he has that kind of power, trust in him. Trust in his promises. Don't go the way of the world. 
Don't go the way opposite of his word. Follow his word. Follow his lead. Learn from Jesus. He'll bless your life. Delight yourself in him. He'll give you the desires of your heart. That's what he does. That's who we serve. He has the power to make one great. It's sad when Christians try to make themselves great. And we see it in the ministry. People want to make themselves great. Those are the ways of the world. Psalm 75 says, I said to the boastful, do not deal boastfully. And to the wicked, do not lift up the horn. Do not lift up your horn on high. Do not speak with a stiff neck. For exaltation comes neither from the east, nor from the west, nor from the south. But God is the judge. He puts down one and exalts another. God is the one. So many people are trying to force the hand of God. Trust in the Lord to exalt you in due season. And he says, humble your, draw near to God. Humble yourself, draw near to God, submit unto God. And he shall exalt you in due season. You don't have to strive for positioning. I had to learn that the hard way. I wanted to go full time as a pastor uh, first Sunday that we met. Took 10 years. There was a lot of me that needed to die. And Jesus said, if you want to follow him, deny yourself. Take up your cross and follow him. The way to blessings is doing what he wants and not doing what you want. I don't want to go to church. So what? We go because we're loyal to him, not because we feel like it or don't. I don't want to read the word today. So what? We love God, do it. He went to the cross for us. So we, we, we faith believes. It's not about whether we feel like it or not. We just do it because we believe in him. And we believe that he has the power to give us a better day tomorrow. And we, and we believe by faith that he'll promote us eventually. And then you get the call. Clarissa, I think I can go full time. The ties are crazy. I think I can go full time now. They're giving. It's growing. She's like, but we need medical insurance. What about your retirement? You know, like women, wives do. But when the time was right, it was right. And then we were like the children of Israel, wandering, banning, from school to Ripley Park. Our sandals did not uh, grow dull or wear out. And we got a church. Thank you, Jesus. Unbelievable. Verse 14. But who am I? And who are my people? that we should be able to offer so willingly as this. For all things come from you, and of your own we have given you. For we are aliens and pilgrims before you, as were all our fathers. Our days on earth are as a shadow and without hope. I love this. David says, it's all yours. And all that they gave, they gave like rubies and jewels and you know, they weren't just giving the silver and the gold. They were like taking off rings and, you know, just jewels and stuff. Treasure looking stuff. And David says, but wait a minute. 
the only reason why we're so joyful, the only reason why we were able to give with willing hearts is because all of it came from you to begin with. And for those who don't understand tithes and offerings and why we give to the Lord biblically, not like these pastor, uh, so-called pastors who want private jets and all that stuff, prosperity teachers. But when we give to the Lord, we give because he asks us to give. And we understand as believers that every penny that we have, he has given to us. And some don't understand that. Wait a minute, but no, no, no. The job you have? Who do you think said yes when they hired you? Who do you think turned their heart to say they're going to give you that job? The legs that you walked to that interview with, who gave you those legs? The brain to do the interview. The eyes to see them. To hear them, all the energy. God could have made it that we didn't wake up for the interview. So all that it took to get the jobs, it wasn't by chance. It wasn't our ingenuity. It wasn't our own. It was God. God. So as Christians, we come, we fall, and then he's like, yeah, you get it? David's saying, it's all yours. So when God says, out of every 10 bucks, can you give me one? And we're like, no, we're broke, we're on a budget or whatever. Everyone's on a budget. Oh, I'm on a fixed income. Everyone's, I think everyone's on a fixed income. And there goes the woman with the two mites who puts all of that to rest. She gave out of her livelihood and she was poor and she gave. Because she believed in the promises of God. I wonder if she became wealthy. A wealthy widow. <laughs> Probably. Probably. If not on earth, for sure in heaven. It's all his. It's all yours. John the, the Baptist has one of the greatest lines in the Bible. He says, A man can receive nothing unless it has been given to him from heaven. That says it all. John three twenty seven. Jesus said, Give and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over will be put into your bosom. For with the same measure that you use, it will be measured back to you. So if one doesn't give 10%, doesn't give a tithe, that's what tithe means, a tenth, should they not give anything? Jesus said, Whatever measure you use, it'll be measured back. Give something. Even if it's five bucks a month, give something. Any, give something. Because faith builds upon faith. And if he sees that you just give whatever you give, then he'll bless you according to that. But hopefully we all get up to, you know, that tithe. Lord willing. But again, it's a good prayer request. Lord, help me to, to be loyal in that. Loyal to... Uh, Believing in your promises. All right, so I like what he says For we are aliens and pilgrims before you, as were all our fathers. Our days on earth are like a shadow. It's like we're in the world, but not of the world. We're pilgrims, we're sojourners. Like we're not here to like build kingdoms. We're not here to build, you know, Fortune 500 companies. We're here as pilgrims to be a light to the world, but yet nonetheless, he blesses us financially. He's in awe of that. We're in the world, but not of the world. 
No matter what our calling is, no matter what our career is, God is first. This is not our home. We're just passing by. Brother Blair says, hey, you're going to put a penny in the basketball court, you know? I don't know. Uh, I told him, no, I don't plan on being here too long. And he goes, really? You're leaving? I go, no, I'm not leaving. We're all going to leave soon. So I don't need to put Ryan was here. <laughs> But we just had a laugh. It was just something that came up today. But anyways, let's, let's see if we can finish this up. Um, o Lord, verse 16, our God, as this abundance that we have prepared to build you a house for your holy name is from your hand and is all your own. I know also, my God, that you test the heart and have pleasure in uprightness. And that's what God does. He tests the hearts if we're loyal to him. So God doesn't tempt us, uh, young folks. He doesn't tempt us. But he does test, right? He does test, see whether we love him or not. Think about that, kids, when there's peer pressure. Think about that when there's like someone you think is cool walks in the room. And watch how God tests your heart at that moment when you're tempted to say or to behave like the world rather than a Christian young man or woman. He tests the heart. And you say, Lord, help me in those moments. And you will see so clear. And you'll care about the person, but not as much as to put down your faith. And when you say, Lord, help me, he'll probably give you a sympathy for them who may not know him. And you're the, you're the, you're the example that they're going to see that day as one who doesn't quit on the Lord because of peer pressure or circumstances. He tests the heart and have pleasure in uprightness. As for me, in the uprightness of my heart, I have willingly offered all these things. And now with joy, I've seen your people who are present here to offer willingly to you. And so he's, again, it's interesting. He says, you know, in the, in the uprightness of my heart, you know, um, early in his writings, you know, he would say, you know, uh, in his uprightness. And it was in his youth. And it's hard to receive because it was in the early days of David's life. The longer you walk with God and you say something like, in the uprightness of my heart, it's, it's like, it, I'm only upright because of you. And when he says it here, I, I, so I receive it from him as an old man. Like, he knows his uprightness isn't because of him. It's because of what God has done in his life. I have willingly offered all these things. It's almost like the good that I do, that ain't even on me. It's, it's you. I'm giving willingly. Isn't that crazy? I used to be stingy, now I'm not, I get, you know, so. I have seen your people who are present here to offer willingly to you. O Lord, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, our fathers, uh, keep this forever in the intent of the thoughts of the heart of your people. He's such a shepherd. He loves Israel. He loves God's people. Keep this in the intent of their hearts. May they be, their hearts be fixed on you. The way they feel about you now, God, may they always feel that way. 
your people and fix their heart toward you and give my son Solomon a loyal heart to keep your commandments and your testimonies and your statutes. That's, that, there it is. He's asking that his God that he would give his son a loyal heart, a faithful heart to what? To his word, to the word of God. And, and that's where you're going to see the unloyalty. That's where you're going to see the perversion. That's where you're going to see the backstabbing. That's where you're going to see it's in, the, it's in the neglect of the honor of the word of God. Where people are not loyal to the word of God, they begin to say, ah, but that's debatable, or ah, uh, that's your interpretation. There are some things that are clearly right on. And it's not debatable. It's not, you know, women should not teach men, should not have authority over men in the church. That's not debatable. That's not Calvary's interpretation. If, if, if folks can just do away with that, just do away with that, what else are they going to do away with? What else are they going to do away with? And the reason why it's not debatable is because Paul mentions Eve and Adam, he goes to the beginning, he says, hey, it was Eve who was deceived, not Adam. Men were meant for this calling. And, so be, and, and again, I'd, I'd be crucified. Put me on CNN. I would love to say that. It'd be like, on Twitter, kill him. Pitchforks. I know where he lives. And give my son Solomon a loyal heart to keep your commandments and your testimonies and your statutes to do all things and to build the temple for which I have made provision. Then David said to all the assembly, now bless the Lord your God. So all the assembly blessed the Lord God of their fathers and bowed their heads and prostrated themselves before the Lord and the king. And so you see just when there's a unity like that of people singing oh, to the Lord, power, man, power, keep it up. We... Sound in here is gnarly. Keep it up. Prepare yourself before you come. You know, because you got to get worked up. So I don't want to like waste two songs and then be all pumped up by the third one. So if you get blast worship in your car and get all, oh, so the first one you're just like, boom, ready to go. Be ready to go this Sunday. And they made sacrifices to the Lord and offered burnt offerings to the Lord on the next day. A thousand bulls, a thousand rams, a thousand lambs with their drink offerings and sacrifices in abundance for all Israel. So they ate and drank before the Lord in great, great gladness on that day. And they made Solomon the son of David king the second time and anointed him before the Lord to be the leader and Zadok to be the priest. So there's an anointing again. We know that Solomon went through all kinds of drama. I remember the, you read about it. <laughs> then Solomon sat on the throne of the Lord as king instead of David his father and prospered and all Israel obeyed him. All the leaders and the mighty men and also all the sons of King David submitted themselves to, the, to King Solomon. So the Lord exalted Solomon exceedingly in the sight of all Israel and bestowed on him such royal majesty as had not been on any king before him in Israel. And so it's interesting, all, all of the people of Israel submitted to this young king. And they submitted to him because they knew that God had chosen him. And it's God that, it, God is the reason why they submitted to him. God is the reason why they submitted to him. God is the reason why our children should submit to us. 
God is the reason why our grandchildren should submit to us. God is the reason why our wives should submit to us. God is the reason why uh, husbands and wives should submit unto one another. We are a people who submits to a king. The world does not. That's why everything is whack. Because there's no submission to the word of God. If kids had the reverence and the fear of the Lord, they would respect police. They would respect the elderly. Elderly are getting beat up. Cops are getting ambushed. School board and teachers are teaching the wrong thing. The good ones are being ostracized. And there's just so much perversion. There's no uh, honor and submission to the things of God. God is a God of authority. And this is why from the garden, saying question, the Lord's word. Has thou, has God thou said? Did he really say that? And he's been doing that with the world ever since. And the world is deceived. God didn't really say that. God said you can party. You can do drugs. You can sleep around. He'll still let you into heaven. That's, that's the world. They think that way. They think that God's not a king who has the power of life in his hands. We're in a world that is messed up because the word of God is not being submitted to. So we have to be a real submitting people. Submit to the Lord. Wives, submit to your husbands uh, as unto the Lord. Children, obey your parents. Romans 13 talks about the governing authorities. Be respectful. We can be respectful but disagree with them and call them out for sure of the wickedness. We need uh, to understand more clearly that we belong to a, a royal priesthood. And I think one of the shocking things to us when we get to heaven is just how authoritative the whole thing is. As and they're practicing in our book, they all prostrated themselves before the Lord. They're practicing. So in our homes, we need to do the things that make for peace and practice for when we get to heaven. Submitting unto one another, loving one another. Stop with, stopping with the arguments and the fighting. and Love one another. Submit unto one another. And when husbands and wives get to a place where there's a disagreement in which way the family should go, sisters, you know, you know what you need to do at that moment. Is give it to the Lord. And follow your husband. When you hit that T in the road and he says, we're going left. You're like, well, I, I think we should go right. You don't sit there and fight over that. God's not asking you to submit. He commands. He was meant for it. How can I save myself now from those comments? <laughs> Husbands, love them as Christ loved the church. Don't be bitter towards them. The Bible says... Husbands, dwell with your wives with understanding, lest your prayers be hindered. Thus David, the son of Jesse, reigned over all Israel, and the period that he reigned over Israel was 40 years, seven years he reigned in Hebron, and uh, 33 years he reigned in Jerusalem. So he died in, at 
in a good old age, full of days and riches and honor. And Solomon, his son, reigned in his place. Now the acts of, Dave, of King David, the first and last, indeed they are written in the book of Samuel, the seer, the book of Nathan, the prophet, and in the book of Gad, the seer, with all his reign and his might and the events that happened to him, to Israel, and to all the kingdoms of the lands. So that's that for David. He died of a good old age, full of riches and honor which is promised to all of us who abide in Christ. Abide in him. And he in you, and you shall bear much fruit. If you seek his wisdom, the Proverbs promise us length of days. Length of days. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your love. We ask that it would bear much fruit in our lives. Give us a loyal heart as a church. First loyal to you and then loyal to one another. It's in Jesus' name we pray, and together we say, Amen. Please stand. Thank you for joining us today at Lasting Truth Radio. If you're in the area, come on out and join us for Sunday services at 8.30 a.m. and at 10.30 a.m. or Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. We are located at 3035 West Nicollet Street in Banning, California. You can also find us on YouTube or Instagram. If you'd like to donate to our program, please do so on our website at ccsweethills.org and hit the online giving tab. We hope you will continue to tune in as we journey through the entire Word of God with the teaching of Pastor Ryan Hussein at Calvary Chapel Sweet Hills.